I don't care. Like I didn't care and I don't care now, you yeah. know? I was like, I'm gonna go figure this stuff out on my own because yeah. I, this I isn't working. <laughs> yeah. I remember like the first time I got asked like for an invoice from a brand and I was like, what? <laughs> oh my God, that's actually really cute. Oh, oh my God. It's time to get loud. Welcome back to Loud Talk with Lavi, a podcast where we break down the walls of beauty standards one flaw at a time. And today I have a super special guest, Angelina. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. I love your content, obsessed with every video you put out. So go ahead and introduce yourself to everyone listening. Hi, I'm Angelina. Um... I've been a TikToker and content creator for about two years now, and I love your content. I'm obsessed with it. I have to check every single day if you <laughs> like new content coming in. Um, and I'm so honored to be here today. I'm so excited to be talking with you about this topic because I know we both feel strongly about yes. this. So yeah. I guess the first question I want to ask you is when did you, I got like two questions. One, when did you create your TikTok account and when did you actually start posting like content on it? I think I created my TikTok account like in 2019. I think that's when, and I was just watching TikToks. But then okay. once the pandemic hit in 2020, um, I started making content that summer. So I think it was like April, I got laid off from my job because of COVID and stuff like that. And then in May, I think I started um, making videos. Yeah. So that was May of 2020? that I started like actually making like videos and it wasn't like I used to make you know those POV videos yeah like the acting ones yeah I started out doing that because I was taking like a theater and acting class um at the University of Arizona for my undergrad as part okay. of my undergrad um and I thought it was just like super fun like acting in that class so and then I saw like a bunch of people on TikTok doing it and I was like well I have no job I have a lot of time on my hands like you know so I just started doing those kinds of videos and then I remember one person asked me for like a makeup tutorial and I was like oh my no god way. this is my time to shine. I was like I need to I need to make it because you know like growing up watching YouTubers and stuff like that I've always wanted to you know, make beauty content and stuff like that. So I was like, you know what? I got the time. Let's let's just start here. And that's no, how seriously. it kind of started. Yeah. That's so cool. Okay. So you've been on TikTok for I guess coming up in May here, like three yeah. years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And what do you find you? like did you kind of like quickly transition like into makeup and skincare videos or was it like I, I think so. Yeah. Because a lot of people would be like, how do you, cause at the time I had, um, my skin was kind of clear, but not really. I would just get those really big cystic mm -hmm. pimples, but like nothing really all over. The ones um, we love. People, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the painful ones. Um, so people would ask me like, your skin looks so like flawless on camera. What do you do to, you know, make it look like that? Yeah. So I just continued to make like, uh, skincare and makeup videos to be like well this is how I prep my skin and I was I was always like kind of very comfortable showing my bare face on the camera and that's where 
kind of like that started and I was like guys my my skin isn't as flawless as you think it is like it's it's the makeup and the lighting mm -hmm. that's doing the job you know it can so be deceiving like, yeah I was like very transparent about that in the beginning like you know it's it's the lighting it's you know mm -hmm. all that stuff no and I, I love that it's definitely something I I stand behind too just that transparency um because people don't realize like you know I feel like us as content creators in a way we have an eye for those things when you're scrolling on social media like and you see this like photo of makeup like you know someone's using a ring light and they have like powder on to like make the texture go down like you know their tricks yeah but for like the everyday person who doesn't take their photos in front of a ring light they just like don't know that right so yeah. i think it's um i think it's really interesting you did bring up something that i i wanted to ask about yeah. Just trying to remember <laughs> what it was. Um, oh, yeah. I was going to ask, like, um, when have you kind of always, like, had breakouts, like, most of your life? Or Yeah, I have. Um, it started, like, freshman year of high school. And okay. obviously, you know, that's, like, where your hormones are really kicking. Yeah. Like, you're not a baby anymore. Mm -hmm. So everything is just constantly changing. And um, I didn't have it like super bad, honestly, like I had maybe some on my cheeks and, but it was mostly focused on like my forehead, like my forehead right. was the problem. And it was just so strange to me. I was like, why am I only getting it like right here? Interesting. And then like, as the years went on, it just got progressively like worse and yeah, derms weren't really that much of a help. They just go straight to Accutane and it's like, I know my body like and I know like that's not that's not gonna fly with my body my body is very sensitive with medication so I was like that can't be like the only option the only answer I know yeah. and then they give you like the clindamycin whatever yeah. spironolactone blah 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 but it's like those things have side effects and they did not work well for me like it just burned my skin the spironolactone did weird things to me and oh, my interesting. too yeah, my um, my sister was on at the same time as I was because she was getting like that hormonal acne. And mm -hmm. I don't know, it just made me very like it just made my stomach upset all the time. Um, and I was also like on antidepressants and stuff like that. So I was like, I don't want to add like Accutane or add like another antibiotic to my body because it's like it was just too much going on at the time. Yeah, no, for sure. I've been getting like so many comments because I don't know if you like know about like kind of my Accutane like I've never been on it but I felt very like pressured these last few months to go on Accutane mm -hmm. and it's interesting because I feel like some doctors and derms are like this is your only solution mm -hmm. and I remember like what really stuck with me is um the doctor that I saw he was just like a family doctor but yeah I told him like I didn't have a good experience with birth control you know I didn't feel like myself and he's like why <laughs> like uh, I just you know You're like, like I can't explain it that's just how I feel yeah and then like once I got off of it like I was good so that's just mm -hmm. how it was and then I told him like that's one thing I'm worried about with Accutane if I have that same type of experience mm -hmm. um and he was like well you know every medication is going to have side effects and if you want to have nice skin that's just something you're going to have to like endure type thing and I was like you know I think I'd rather have like acne for life than to go on a medication that could potentially like make me depressed or mm -hmm. have other side effects that are yeah. a lot worse than just having acne on your face you know so yeah. I just found that so interesting like why 
should I have to like, you know, impact my quality of life to have clear skin? Like it didn't, it just didn't make sense to me. So, and I wanted to ask you kind of like more on your experience with um, Mm -hmm. spirulactone because I know a lot of people in my comments have been telling me to consider that as an option um, since like a lot of people use it for hormonal breakouts. So I want to know like kind of your experience going on it. Um, I probably went on it when I was about 16. 16 17 ish because that's when I saw the dermatologist um honestly it just tastes bad at like point blank like it just tastes (laughs) bad in general um and like I know it affected my mood a lot I remember it affect because it it made my sister like really angry like I remember that so it made her angry made me just feel like stagnant. Like I just, so I'd have like these mood swings and I was just like, what the heck is going on? Like, um, and it, I mean, it could have been the combination of the antidepressants plus the spironolactone, right. you know, kind of doing weird things. Um, I remember I had like a really sensitive stomach during that time too. Um, so that could have, that, that could have been a reason. Um, mm-hmm. But then after I stopped taking it, like I didn't see a difference in my skin anyway. But after oh yeah, I, I was gonna that, ask. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really see a difference in my skin, honestly. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's it's funny how like a lot of things. It's funny how a lot of things that people recommend, like they, it's like it's funny when they don't work because you're just like, I knew it. Like I knew it wasn't gonna work. Really, you know. <laughs> like, but, well, let me try it anyways. Try anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And obviously at the time I didn't really know much, you know, because at that time there was really no talk about like acne. Like nobody was really talking about acne. My YouTubers that I watched, they didn't have acne. And if they did, it was like way back in the day because they were older at this point, you know? Yeah. Um, so and I, really, I found I like, yeah. And if anyone did have acne, like they, you know, like there were even some influencers I watched that had like perfectly clear skin but then they'd like slightly mention one video like oh I used to have acne I just like went on acting you know so like it wasn't like a talked about like more normalized thing where people were more open about it it was definitely um yeah more hidden and even just the way like I feel like influencers did talk like I remember like just watching whatever influencers and they would get like one pimple and it would be like oh my gosh like this whole big deal and they'd like spend the whole video like covering it up and it was like literally like a breakout I couldn't even see if they (laughs) pointed out like how to cover your acne and it's like one pimple on the forehead and it's like bro that's not acne that is acne mm, you need to go um, back and read the definition yeah then I'm then I have something different if that's yeah yeah, I'm like what do I have then that's I know (laughs) if it took you like an hour to cover that then well I'm hooped (laughs) Mm-hmm. but um no and it's interesting too because you mentioned like you only got like acne on your forehead like whereas for me like I never broke it on my forehead until this year actually where I had my whole like birth control fiasco yeah. previous to that all the breakouts I had were like so I started breaking out when I was around like 14 15 yeah. um I would say like more the cystic ones when I was like a bit younger like 13 it was just like the regular like yeah you know like, oh, no, there's like a little whitehead there and then it goes away in a day. yeah like or like one on your chin or one on your nose yeah. but when I was like 14 15 I clearly remember I got like started getting cysts like right in this cheek area which I don't oh, see like too worst. often from people but like right here and then that's when I kind of started getting ones around my mouth and that's really where like um as I got older like 17 18 I didn't even get those like cheek ones anymore all the acne I got was all like around my mouth and like it wouldn't go like it wouldn't spread 
past like my like cheeks here because it's interesting because a lot of times like with like hormonal cystic acne it is more concentrated like, on your cheeks and even like down yeah. on your neck and stuff I never had that it was always just like around my mouth so mm -hmm. because of that I was like this is definitely hormonal because every time you know my cycle comes around I'm breaking out around my mouth or every time I'm stressed or not sleeping well so I definitely saw those trends um but then like when I came off the birth control six months later the acne spread like wildfire like all over my forehead my temples like the sides of my cheeks places like I never broke out before that's mm -hmm. where it all went so it was interesting to like see that and experience that and mm -hmm. yeah like being told by my doctor that it had nothing to do with my hormones was a bit of a a moment I was sitting like a there in the face because it's like how do you know like how do you know what my hormones are doing to me yeah in my body exactly yeah. and the interesting thing is like they put you on hormonal birth control to help with your acne so if it has nothing to do with your hormones why are you giving me a hormonal pill to like help yep. with it you know so obviously like when you come off of it there's gonna be an impact mm -hmm. like it, it seems pretty like logical to me but anyways i i didn't go on accutane and um i did actually just get prescribed by a derm the other day um doxycycline mm -hmm. i haven't really fully decide if I want to try it out or not um yeah. but yeah we'll see yeah what are your it's like funny. other experiences I guess with more like oral like prescribed active medications um I just remember the spironolactone and I think that was the last pill oh well actually no it wasn't the last pill um last year yeah. Yet last year, 2021, I started birth control. I want to say in March, I want to say in March. Okay. Um, and I went to my university doctor because it was like free and stuff like that. So I was like, Hey, like I'm have I'm having, you know, acne. I've never been on birth control before. Like, can you give me something to mm -hmm. maybe help it? Cause at that point I was just like, I'm so over this. Like I just need to try everything, you know? And I hadn't tried birth control yet. Um, so then I went to her and she was like, yeah, like try this out and see how you like it. Mm -hmm. I tried it. I gained weight like crazy. My acne didn't get any better. Like I was so depressed. Like I had the worst like three months of my life doing that birth control. And then yeah. I know you're not supposed to do this, but I just quit it cold turkey. I was like, I can't I have did the this same thing. Anymore. Yeah. I was like, I can't have this in my system anymore. Like I don't feel like myself. My acne is not getting better. Like I can't fit any of my clothes anymore. So that's making me depressed. So I'm like, like what the heck happened? Mm -hmm. um, so I just, I just stopped cold Turkey and I, I never looked back, honestly, I didn't. And I was taking um, like supplements and stuff like that, like omega three zinc yeah. and stuff like that, um, that my esthetician that I was seeing at the time, um, not prescribed to me, but like recommended to yeah. me. Um, so I was taking those at the same time, but yeah, I like, I really saw no difference with the birth control pill either. So it was, and I don't remember what, what the name of the birth control was I probably yeah, should have written it down or something, but, um, yeah, I don't remember that, but yeah, yeah. that was my experience with pills, like trying to mm -hmm. back me through pills. Yeah. I think the birth control helped me in the sense that I think it was, like, regulating my hormones, like, synthetically. Yeah. So that's why yeah. it was kind of helping. I mean, I still broke out, which, like, is normal. Mm -hmm. um, nothing's gonna, like, I notice, like, during exam season or, like, the holidays. Yeah, you know, exactly. That's when I'd still like, break boom, out. Boom, 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 yeah. But overall, like, my skin was doing pretty good. 
but like yeah like I it definitely made me gain weight I I felt so unmotivated which was so weird because like I mean the people who are like in my life know like I'm constantly like go 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 like if I have like even this week's been a little weird for me because I've like taken a bit of time off and I'm just like what do I do with myself you know like I'm usually working like two full-time jobs doing school like I'm always you know really on the go and I remember um October of 2021 like around that time October November I was just like so done with school I didn't even feel like making content which I love like I just didn't want to do anything I felt so unmotivated and so like kind of like having like imposter syndrome kind of because I was like what am I doing with like these different career paths you know and um, I just remember feeling so down and stressed all the time and I couldn't control my emotions for the life of me like I anything would make me cry like I'm already a very emotional person but this birth control like triggered that to the max and I was just like a mess like any little thing whether it was happy sad like if I was angry like anything would make me cry and I could not even like get a grasp on my emotions anymore so I was like okay this is a problem and then yeah just like overall like not not great and I know lots of people like don't have bad experience on birth control so it's like definitely you know depends on you know your body and everything like that but I quit at cold turkey too like um January 2022 I literally like I was on my last row before like the sugar pills and I was like I'm done like I I hadn't purchased like any new packs yet so I was like you know what I'm not even gonna go like renew my prescription because I'm done and I didn't even like discuss with my doctor I was just like I can't do this anymore, you know? Yeah, I ghosted my doctor after <laughs> birth control. I completely ghosted her. I was like, I'm going to go figure this stuff out on my own because yeah. I, this I isn't know. working. <laughs> yeah. No, that's interesting. And I guess like going back to you as like a content creator and stuff, did you find like, did you ever like make content on any other platforms previous to TikTok or was TikTok like your first time kind of putting yourself out there? TikTok was definitely my first time like putting myself out there. Um, yeah, I th- I think it's just because TikTok is so accessible to everybody. Like mm-hmm. anybody could, you know, upload the video and stuff like that. And um, yeah, it was just it TikTok came out at a time where I was like, you know what? Like, I think like this is possible for me now. Like I I feel like I can do this. So and then after I started making videos, I got more comfortable with being in front of the camera and just like kind of taking it more seriously. So yeah, I, I feel like TikTok just made me feel comfortable, I guess, with like no, putting myself out there. Yeah, that's so like interesting because I feel like TikTok was really the app where like everyone just became a content creator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I've always like, I've, I've always wanted to like get on YouTube and stuff like that and um, create content that way. But I was such like a shy kid growing up. Like, I, my social anxiety was like to the max. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I was like, um, I was like, I don't know how I could talk in front of a camera if I can't even talk to people in real life. So, and I had people in my life at the time where, um, they were kind of discouraging me, um, from like pursuing that, you know? So, um, I just never, I just never did it. And then once I was kind of like on my own, like during the pandemic, um, I was just like, whatever, like, I'm just going to start doing it and see what happens. 
No, that's so great. Did you, yeah, like, I guess because you kind of mentioned that, like, did you ever have, like, urges, like, when you were younger to, like, film a YouTube video? Or did you ever do the thing where you, like, pretended you were filming a video? Or, yeah, like, I definitely did. And I would send videos to my friends on Snapchat, like, yeah. oh, haul, like, this is my haul, or, like, they'd be like, well, how did you do your, like, eyeliner? So I would, like, Snapchat tutorial, like, oh, I just, like, went like this and blah, blah, blah. And I used to do my friend's makeup and hair, like, all the time, too, like, just for, like, prom, um, different dances, different, like, school events and stuff like that. And, like, um, I was a cheerleader, too. So, like, you know, we would all be together doing each other's hair, yeah. doing each other's makeup, lending each other makeup and stuff like that. So, yeah. And it's interesting because I was the only cheerleader with acne on the team, I think. I was the only, yeah, like, everybody else um had clear skin and like I was the only one with acne so like I would constantly like, like be like looking and I'm like like why can't I have that like why can't I be like a pretty cheerleader with mm -hmm. like with no acne and stuff like that so that that was a time too I was like wow this is just this is just all adding up right now <laughs> yeah no for sure and like you bring up a great point because I always felt like that kind of growing up too like at school or I did like dance in different sports and I just felt like everywhere I looked like I was the only one who didn't have clear skin, you know, like my friends would like break out like here and there, but yeah. nothing like they didn't have acne, you know, like yeah. it was totally different. And even like, as I got older, you know, I would go out to like a bar or something, you know, and or like a party and I'd look around and I was like, I'm the only person here who doesn't have clear skin. Yeah. And right? it really like, starts it's funny to, how like, you notice like around you, you're like, huh, that girl doesn't have like it doesn't have pimples on her face like yeah wow. and know? you can tell like even when people are wearing makeup like you can yeah. tell and especially for us since we're like you know we do makeup and we know how to like cover our acne if needed yeah. so it's like we can tell when other people are doing the same mm -hmm. and I just find it so interesting because it, it kind of starts to mess with your head a little and mess with your confidence because people will try to make you feel better and say like oh no one like no one notices your skin like don't worry you know yeah and they may not be thinking like about your skin all night of course that mm -hmm. it's kind of weird if like you're yeah, really pinpointing yeah. on someone's skin like that but it's mm -hmm. definitely like an observation you know it's the same as like noticing someone has like brown hair blue eyes you know it's just part of your like yeah. look but um it definitely starts to mess with you a little bit because you're like oh my gosh is everyone just like staring at my skin like I don't know if you've ever like talked to someone when you've gone out or something and you just feel like they're just like and they're probably not, but do you ever just feel and like they're just like it. staring yeah. at your skin? Yeah, it's like, I'm like, I can't tell if you're looking at my face or if you're like looking at my eyes or something, you know, because it's like, I know, like, I'm very aware of my face, you know, yes. I'm very aware of my acne on my face. Yes. But, and it's like some people like, like it's, like you said, it's the first thing that you see the, yes. the person's face. So like, I obviously know it's going to be an observation to them. And it's like, God, like. Yeah it's like, I see my face and like, I'm observing and I'm thinking of my skin. So you think like other people, like you said, are being the same way, like constantly just like looking at your face, you know? Yeah. Even though they probably realistically aren't. Yeah. They're probably taking like a quick glance and then yeah. they're just like focusing on the conversation, but it definitely like starts to mess with you or like, I don't know if I'm the only one who does this, but I'm also very like considerate about like the lighting. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh my gosh, is this and sometimes lighting, like... the lighting in bars is not very favorable. Yeah. So I'm like, oh God, like my acne probably looks so bad, like in this lighting. Like I, and I'm like, like the thinking overhead. 
Yeah. And I'm like, I promise my skin does not look like this. Like it's the lighting. And, but it's like, you're the only one thinking of that too. Like, I don't think guys are going to be like, oh, like this overhead lighting is making her face look, you know? Yeah, exactly. And like, especially with makeup on, like overhead lighting does you so dirty. So then like the texture looks more pronounced than it actually is. And you're just like, oh my gosh. And actually like you brought up a interesting point, like about, you don't think guys like really pay attention to that. Do you ever get comments on your TikTok of people asking you, like, how to navigate, like, the dating world with acne? It's it's interesting that you say that because I I haven't gotten that question, like, verbatim. But, mm-hmm. like, there's some people that have kind of, like, hinted at that, like, just confidence-wise. Yeah. And honestly, when I was... Um, I was in a three-year-long relationship before my current relationship, and really my like he had acne too and I had acne so it wasn't really like a thing where we were like oh like you have acne like I don't I don't want to you know obviously we were both like insecure like we were in high school so we were both really insecure about it anyway but we both had it so it's not something that was like a deal breaker or whatever Mm -hmm. um and then when I was single and I was like you know talking to different guys dating different guys um that was never like a deal breaker like, it's so weird to, like, say that, but, like, if I, I showed up, like, bare face, they wouldn't be, like, oh, her skin is so bad, or, like, they would never comment on it, no. and they wouldn't make it, like, a noticeable point, so I'm just, like, so then does it actually matter, like, if, and these were, like, handsome dudes, like, mm-hmm. I was, like, oh, a girl like me with acne could never, like, pull, but it's, like, they did not care, and they preferred me without the makeup, than with the makeup yeah my current boyfriend now we've known each other for like almost like six years now um that was and he was with me at the beginning of this year when my when my acne was like super bad like um all over he was like I never looked at your face and was like oh she has acne like that's Mm -hmm. not something that I and he was like I don't care like I didn't care and I don't care now you know like that was never something that I was like oh like you have acne I don't like you anymore type thing yeah, because it, it's such, like, an insignificant thing, you know? It's just, like, something, like, yeah, so in- insignificant. And I I think a lot of people do worry about it, because I do see, like, in my comments, too, they're like, I'm always so embarrassed, you know, like, to yeah. go to school, because I feel like none of the guys will like me, or none of the girls will like me. And I, I just find it interesting, because I feel like, one, if someone really, like, wants to pinpoint that and, like, make you feel bad about it... They're probably, they ain't it. Yeah, it's obviously something <laughs> you don't want to associate yourself with, yeah. you know? Like, you date somebody for who they are, like, not just what they look like, you know? Yeah. And, like, it's obvious that people, you know, they, like, some people do date for, like, the looks and stuff like that. But, like, a real genuine person who's going to love you, like, forever, they're not going to be like, oh, you have acne. Like, you know, you should fix that before we, you know? And I've never... um I don't think I've ever had like a guy point out my acne because I had like bare face photos on my Instagram and I was like open. I was like, yeah, this is my Instagram. Like we want to look through it mm-hmm. and make sure I'm not a catfish, whatever, like go ahead. And I never received any comments that were like, oh God, like this is what she looks like without makeup, you know? So yeah, no, for sure. And like, I used to be a bit nervous because like, obviously like all my accounts are like, oh, like, and I, like, I was on YouTube ever since I was 13 mm-hmm. back in 2014 so like I've been like posting on social media for a very long time so like yeah. um anyone can like google my name and find me and mm-hmm. see what I look like without makeup you know 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I, like, I guess in a way I used to be a little nervous about that, but now not so much. And honestly, like the response I usually get is like, it's so cool how like you do this as like a business or like, you know, how you help other people or mm-hmm. how you create content around like makeup and skincare, you know, it's never mm-hmm. really like, like an oh, ill thing yeah, yeah yeah and if like if people do look at it as like gross or disgusting well they're probably just have their own insecurities that they're like yeah. struggling mm-hmm. with that they're using you know the they're projecting and, onto you yeah <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. exactly no and i kind of want to jump back into content creating a bit because um i mean you like started posting on tiktok like content wise before like i really did because i <laughs> When did I start? I think like April 2021. Mm-hmm. So like a year after mm-hmm. after you did it. And like already like the app's not been around for that long, but do you see like especially as a micro influencer, do you see like the changes in like content and like algorithm and like what people are running and does that like stress you out? Um yeah. Like now <laughs> like in 2022 like how i've been actually like taking this seriously and actually you know um creating content not just like fun videos here and there um when i first started it was all fun like everybody just did it for fun because nobody was making money like nobody like we were just kind of like all lonely like in the pandemic and we just wanted to like relate to other people yeah and we couldn't go out and like socially interact with people you know So um, I started making the POV videos because I was like bored and I love storytelling. So like that was kind of like my thing. And my FYP used to be like so many different things. Like it would be makeup, skincare, POV, acting, a funny video. Like it was so like diverse. And now I feel like the algorithm has kind of like tailored everybody's FYP. So you're not being exposed to like a ton of different genres of content that you were before, you know? And like, for some people, they prefer that because they want to like only consume the content that they're interested in. Mm -hmm. But like, I kind of miss like, I don't know, I kind of miss having like a funny video, an acting video. And then the video, like- yeah, Yeah, yeah. Like I just, I liked having, I liked seeing different faces all the time. And I feel like now it's very tailored towards like certain groups of people that are like recycled on the FYP. Mm -hmm. And like, honestly, I kind of get like bored now going on the FYP. And then I'm like, I'm just going to go to the following list because whoever I'm following, those are the people that I want to see, you, see. Mm-hmm. you know? Um, so everything has changed like on TikTok. I feel like uh, I don't see acting videos like ever, ever. No. Yeah. Like, and those used to be a really big thing. Like they were really popular, you know? And yeah, um, even like dance videos, you know? Oh my gosh, yes. How could and, like, I forget skits, mentioning yeah. dance videos? Yeah. I could oh. never. I could never. I tried and I, I was like <laughs> I was like, I'm not an Addison and I'm not a Charlie. I mm-hmm. cannot do that. You know, when I started like because I had TikTok, but I it was like private and I just posted like random yeah. like crap to it with my friends. Yeah. Like it was nothing like beauty related. And it was funny because one of my friends told me, like, you need to even if you just repost like your YouTube videos, like cropped obviously to fit TikTok's yeah. format. If you just repost those, like you need to start on tiktok because it's like really popping off right now and i was like no like i'm a youtuber at heart like i i just i'm not a tiktoker you know yeah and then like a year later i finally did it and i was like okay this is kind of fun and this friend of mine was like are you kidding me like you could have started this (laughs) earlier yeah but um when i started off it was like very skincare focused 
my YouTube was more like makeup and skincare, but TikTok, like I was doing like purely like skincare reviews. A lot of them, like I didn't even have my face in them. It was just like the product with like the text, you know, yeah. like, and that's kind of how TikTok used to be. Like it wasn't really like a lot of like, you know, talking. You didn't get a lot of like personality out of people. It yeah. was just like, this is the content I'm making. Like, it's not about me. It's about like the content or the product or whatever it is. And I kind of did a bit of makeup too, but when I kind of transitioned to makeup, it was still like the type of makeup videos where like an audio was playing and you just did your makeup. Like, yeah. I was never talking to the camera, you know? Exactly. Uh -huh. And I even did like dance videos, believe it or not, but I would mm -hmm. put like skincare, like facts or like. Oh my god, that's actually really cute. Yeah, though. like yeah. on top of like, you know, you yeah. know how like the whole like, um, like mom talk is like they answer a question through text but they're doing like a dance yeah that was what I was doing over here with my skincare mm -hmm. videos and it's just crazy like in literally even just like a year it's changed so much because now like I barely post videos that are like with like a sound you know mm -hmm. like all my videos like most of my videos tend to be like at least over a minute long and they're me talking yeah. to the camera you know like uh -huh. the get ready yeah like like I feel like we post like pretty similar content like yeah get ready with me type videos you're like reviewing the product like it feels more like a FaceTime call with a friend yeah. and like this like put together like a production yes mm -hmm. which is interesting because I feel like people are kind of going back to liking that yeah a bit more but uh -huh. yeah no it, it's definitely it's definitely interesting how was like your because what was your kind of, I guess, reaction? How did you feel, like, when, like, you got your, like, first PR, like, box or whatever? Oh, man. Um, I remember it was actually last year in 2021. It was August 2021. I got my first PR package from Caudalie. Okay. Never, never in a million years would I think that Caudalie would be sending me a mm -hmm. package, you know? And I wasn't, I wasn't posting, like... Um, like a ton of beauty and skincare content. Like I was just like, okay, here's my skincare routine. Like not like saying, oh, like I'm gonna review this product. Yeah. Like it was just me doing my skincare and like talking about what I use. And they reached out to me and they're like, hey, we want you to try like our acne line, yeah. um, blah, blah. And I took it to Vegas with me cause I went to Vegas for a week for my 21st. And I took it for um, that week and that's the only skincare I used. And honestly, I really liked it. Like my, my acne reacted really well. didn't break me out, nothing. Line, yeah. um, so then I went on TikTok and I was like, hey, like this product is like really good. Like I've been using this line for a week and stuff like that. So I kind of, I think that's when like my product reviews like started because then brands started to see me talk about like Caudalie and I feel mm -hmm. like that's when they're like oh well if she's talking about them and Caudalie has her like what we about our too. like our products and stuff like that mm -hmm. so I'm I, I'm like still shocked to this day when I see a, a PR package from Caudalie because I'm like wait like what because I remember um, yeah like I used a mini like sample size from my mom's like Avon like thing like Avon. subscription oh thing oh my gosh yeah. yeah it was literally a tiny little jar of the Vino mm -hmm. Perfect Serum and I was like, I am never going to afford this in my life. Mm -hmm. Like, so I was, I remember I would be like, doo, doo, mm -hmm. and just like pat it over my face. And I'm like, I don't even know if it's doing anything, but you know, I was probably like 15 at the time, like going through my mom's stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this looks so fancy, you know? Yeah. No, that's so. crazy. And do you remember like, um, like around like your like following count at the time? I think I 
I didn't have a lot, maybe like, maybe like a couple thousand. Like, yeah, I'm not even 10K, not even 10K. Okay, interesting. Yeah, Yeah, isn't that very, very small. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Like, now I feel like the world of like content creating has really changed. Like, literally anyone can create content, and especially with like UGC content. Yeah. Um, And for anyone listening, like, it's user generated content. So that stuff usually doesn't like, go on your own page it's like you're just making videos for the brand and then they use it in their advertising and it's so interesting because if you think about it like brands are really steering away from like the typical like tv ads or stuff yeah. like that and i don't know it's just created like this whole industry of like content creating and it's just like mm-hmm. it really really blows my mind yeah. um i remember and i'm gonna kind of in my story here and then ask you the same thing because mm-hmm. I remember when I first got like I think the first package I got was back when I was like 14 15 but at the time like when I first started my YouTube channel I was doing like DIY videos oh like, really room decor DIY so yeah. I got like I think it was like a phone case and like a pillowcase or something like something like room decor and we yeah. did like I did like a video for this brand course because at the mm-hmm. time it wasn't like like gifted clubs were very like popular at the time now yeah. I feel like we creators kind of know our worth a little bit more yeah. um but I remember like you know it was like I'd get like one package like every few months and every time it was like this surreal feeling of like mm-hmm. what the heck like these people just sent me this you know yeah and I remember when I started actually like getting more packages and then brand deals were being like presented I just remember my family was, like, so confused, mm-hmm. you know? And they were, like, wait, like, there's just packages, like, showing up at our door. Like, you're just giving these companies, like, an address. Like, it was just yeah. so strange. They're and like, then, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, and then I turned, like, you know, like, 16 or whatever, and they're, like, wait, these brands want to pay you to do this? Like, it was just, like, this has got to be some kind of scam, you know? Because it's so, like, strange for people who aren't like in the social media world to just think like this brand's wanting you to pay like yeah. to pay money for you to just like use their product in the video you know so it can feel like when you don't know about it like I guess for my parents it was like is this like for real and now they're like super used to it and like so supportive of my work and you know mm-hmm. like always want to see like what I got from brands and always yeah. support my content but it's just like you know like in a way I'm like I'm so happy that they just let me do all this and they weren't just like this is crazy like you're not doing it you're not posting on YouTube you know because I was super young at the time and like any concerned parent it's like you're posting like your whole life on the internet like that's kind of crazy but like they have always been super supportive and it's so nice because like it's allowed me to like build this whole thing and it's just so much fun too and I think it really did help me like um especially growing up with acne you know like youtube was like my safe space where i could like go from a video and do some makeup and just like have fun with it you know yeah but i was gonna ask you like so that was like your first pr package like what was your kind of feeling and reaction like for your first like brand deal and can i ask like who it was with yeah i think i think my first brand deal what was it i think it was from a company called fancy co if i'm not mistaken yeah um and it was like a face steamer like a a silicone like brush thing Mm -hmm. and like a bunch of other tools and stuff like that they they paid me like 300 dollars for that and i was like 
now like looking back at that now I'm like girl $300 like you were like really hurting for like money then or whatever but they gave me like all that stuff and I still use it to this day Mm -hmm. so it's not like it was like a disingenuous Mm -hmm. thing but I was just like wait they want to send me like their skincare stuff for me to use like in a video and they're gonna pay for it to be like an ad thing like that was like like, they're sending me product and they want to pay me like it's such a at the start it's such a weird feeling like taking money from a brand even though it's like they would be paying way more for like a placed ad somewhere you know but it's like for you it's kind of like are you sure like i can just yeah it's like i can do it for free I'm like, that's $300. Like, that's so much money. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So that was like, yeah, that was like a surreal, a surreal thing for me. Cause I was like, it was just like, wait, you want both? Like I mm-hmm. like totally, they just sent me it. I had mm-hmm. no obligation to post it or anything like that. And they weren't paying me. Yeah. So like for this to be like both right after the Caudalie thing, I was like, wait, I was like, nah, I'm going to see if this is like legit. But yeah. I mean, I it was legit. I was in contact with their people and mm-hmm. did the content and yeah. And I still use their products. So mm-hmm. I think it was good. It was a good decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome here. And like, did you find it kind of difficult like navigating? Because I know for me, it was very, I remember like the first time I got asked like for an invoice from a brand and I was like, what? <laughs> like- I looked up invoice on Canva and I was like, <laughs> I'm going to fill in the blanks. <laughs> yeah. Here's my invoice. <laughs> yeah, here's yeah. my invoice. It's like cotton candy color, but just. Yeah. Literally minus two. It's like bright colors. Um, yeah. So like that was super weird. And then even like, I remember the, because the first few brands I collabed with was like, they were like, what's your rate? And I was like, I just threw out a number. I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like, because exactly. there's no like handbook. No one tells you, right? Like, it's not like a normal job where, you know, there's like certain like there's salary industry standards for salaries. Like, it's like, I don't know my rate. Like, it's like, what's your rate? Like, what are you yeah. wanting? You know, like, I have no idea. And then I remember the first, like, it was a lot of that type of stuff where I was just like putting out a number and like seeing what they do with it. Yeah. And I feel like so many times I was like lowballing so much. And I feel like the brands I worked with, like, at the very start were, like, sure, because, like, I had yeah. no idea, you know? Um, like, I was, like, I was going to do it for free, but okay. Yeah, like, <laughs> so, okay, I guess I'll name a price. Like, yeah, yeah. But then I remember the first brand that asked me, like, can you send over your media kit? Mm-hmm. And I was, like, what? Huh? <laughs> like, what? what is that, you know? Uh-huh. So I, like, put together one, and I think, I like, I still use, like, the same, like, I guess like kind of look I just like changed some stuff up but um did you kind of have like a similar experience with that where you were like yeah like, like with the invoice specifically yes and I've actually never been asked for a media kit interesting yeah like is that strange I don't know I don't know if like I don't know if brands can tell that I'm like a newer creator like you know so they don't necessarily like ask for that but yeah I've mm-hmm. never I've never been asked to do a media kit. I've just been asked like, what's your rate? And then like, send me the invoice when we're done. Mm-hmm. Like that was pretty much it. Are you ever asked like to send over like analytics? Yeah. Um, especially since I'm in Sephora squad right now, um, after every campaign, we have to like screenshot our analytics yeah. and like upload it to like the platform. Yeah. Yeah. But like ever like before, like before you like go oh through yeah, the yeah yeah for some brands but not mm-hmm. all brands yeah no um, it's it's very interesting how like each like I kind of like made like a standardized media kit that just has like a few of my like big analytics like demographic 
um, like average views, like my follower counts and stuff, yeah. and then my rates, and then I usually just send that over and then like update it each month or whatever, um, just so it's like consistent and it's like one file because yeah. um, I found like that made my life a lot easier, but um, yeah, like each brand is so different with how they like approach that, and I feel like brands are different too with like what are your thoughts on like commission based collaborations? Um, I uh, to be honest. Like, to be quite frank, I don't really like them because mm-hmm. um, I just feel like I feel like it's kind of pushy, like especially yeah. when you're when they're like, oh, we'll like set up for the affiliate program, yeah. whatever, you'll earn commission and stuff like that. And I'm just like, but I don't want to like promote a product and then like tell my following to like go buy it through this link, like to support me. So, like, I just feel like I'm like asking for their money in a way. Like, yeah, it's like please, please like support me through this link. Like, and I don't want to be like that. Cause I, cause I don't like watching creators that are like that, you know? And it's like, yeah, you have like an Amazon storefront. That's fine. That's totally Mm -hmm. different. But like a commission link, it's like, "Mm, I don't, I don't really like it. What about you? Yeah. Or like a shop link or like reward style or something. It's a bit different because you like know, and like the products are just like there if you want, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, but I always find like, when brands want to collaborate and it's like we'll send you the product one i find like it's interesting because when the brand's like you know well like if you want to collab with us like we will send you the product and it's like well i do need the product to make the video (laughs) so it's like i don't know if they're expecting you to buy like yeah i think some brands are like less kind of in the loop on how this whole like content creating thing works um or my favorite one, my favorite is when they're like, we'll give you like a 20% off discount to buy oh. the product for you to make like 10 TikToks with it. And I was like, I just delete those emails. I don't even reply back. I'm just like, oh no. Like I already know that like your team is not in the right place for yeah. this. So we're yeah. cutting it there. Yeah, no, for sure. And when they're like, oh, well, we're a small business and we like don't have the budget, like totally understand that. But at the same yeah. time, like we're in a way a small business too, you know, like um obviously like I try to support like the brands that I love like I have done like many gifted collabs like even to this day sometimes I'll accept a gifted collab if if it's a brand like I love and I already use and they like you know because it's like I'm gonna post about it anyways you know so it's like the first few like I'm fine do a gifted collab and then like we can like if they really love my work we can negotiate something later on Mm -hmm. but when it's like something like I'm not familiar with and like they're asking for a lot you know like they want a YouTube video and like and a TikTok video and another like separate thing it's just like and then they you know say like we're a small business um and they're like well but we're sending you like 200 or 300 dollars worth of product and it's like that's like thank you but like the moisturizer and the cleanser that's worth like 300 dollars is not gonna pay the rent you know and Mm -hmm. it's like I can do without like if I want that cleanser, like, I'll go buy it myself. And if I really love it, like, I'll make a video about it, like, organically, you know? So that's really interesting. And I think another interesting part is, like, I don't know if you've kind of experienced this, like, have you worked with brands or done, like, um, brand deals before where they send you, uh, like, a brief? And lots of brands send over briefs. But do you ever find, like, that, that you come across ones that are, like, super, like, outlined, like, almost scripted, like, and, and it's, like, very cookie-cutter, like, this is the exact video we want you to make. Yes. 
And I hate those. Yeah, like I, I love it when a brand is like, you know what? You have creative freedom. Yeah. These are some talking points that you yeah. can mention, but we want to focus on like what you have to say, mm -hmm. like about the product, like why it's unique to you, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, and all the brands that I've worked for have pretty much um, been like that. Like, they're like, oh, we have these talking points. This is our mm -hmm. creative brief, but we want it to be authentic mm -hmm. to your audience. Like, and I always make sure before I even step, like step up and like do the contract and stuff like that. I'm like, well, the content that I'm going to make, like, and I've told, um, I've told a smaller brand before, like, I am not going to like do all these points in one video like that it just feels scripted yeah um i think it was for junoco because they had like a ton of like um like scripted mm -hmm. things like things to say and stuff like that and mm -hmm. i was just like i i went into it and i was just like you know what i'm just gonna say what i have to say and if they don't like the content they don't like the content oh well yeah and luckily when i did submit the video and did it my way essentially they accepted it and they were like we yeah. love this and i'm like yeah, because it's not scripted and I didn't mm -hmm. follow your script, you know, mm -hmm. like that's not what people want to watch, you know. Oh, for sure. And like you can tell like in the first few seconds when something's like scripted yes. because like it, it feels so stiff and like the person's just holding the product and they're like, I love this product because, you know, <laughs> and it's like with the wide eyes in the camera. They're like, I love this product. And you can tell they've like already said that 10 times. And now they're just like really concentrating on each word because it has to be the exact sentence that the brand put out. And it's like no viewer is going to see that. Like, you know, first few seconds, like that's a scroll. And like with TikTok, especially like you've lost that person. They're not going back, you know, that's it. So it's it's really interesting. And I, I feel like through my time, like doing content stuff like I since I've been in the content space for so long I've really seen that kind of shift in brands and not all of them are in the same place you know some are still working out the kinks of like how to actually do these like you know content like collaborations but a lot of them have I've seen like kind of that improvement in kind of going away from a script because they're so used to like a tv ad where exactly. it's supposed to be like that you know it's very different on tv or like a commercial or even like a youtube advertisement yeah it's different but when it's like an organic you want it to feel as organic as possible and it's tough to do that when you have words like put out for you that aren't yours and you can get I find like I find a lot of the times like as you said with Juno I had a similar experience with them where I kind of like went away from the script and they're like actually we love this yeah you're good to post it and I find like at least showing the brand like an example of that mm -hmm. And even posting it just like, you know, if they don't want to do the collab anymore, like you just posting it and like letting yeah. them see that you got like a lot more traction, a lot more comments, a lot more engagement from your viewers on that post because you did it the way you want to versus having it scripted and then they just put like a bunch of like spark boosting on it. Yeah. And you can tell when the engagement's not there because the video will have like a million views and then there's like 12 comments so it's like it doesn't match up right mm -hmm. so I think a lot of brands are definitely like kind of learning like how to kind of you know work around this whole content thing and it's tough to like with an app all constantly like shifting and I brought this up a bit earlier but like do you ever get stressed like when the algorithm kind of switches up and like your views like drop and then like the next week they go back up and then like does that ever stress you out that's been me the past couple of weeks because i've kind of been slower on the generating content as everybody is this year yeah. this time around you know um 
And I've been like super stressing, like on the numbers. And I'm like, well, why is this video getting like these many, this many comments? And then I go to the next video and it only has like five, like yeah. what, what is happening here? Yeah. But that, yeah, that totally stresses me out like all the time. And like, um, my boyfriend is sometimes like, oh, how much, how many views are there now? And I was like, I don't even want to look, I don't mm -hmm. even want to stress about that right now, because if I do, I'll probably cry because mm -hmm. it's probably gonna be low. And, you know, so most of the time I just post something and I just let it sit there for like a day. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like you can do, you can do whatever you want with the TikTok, yeah. like, you know? And that's the thing. Cause I used to really struggle. I, I think I still struggle with it, but I really used to struggle with it when I was just doing YouTube because mm -hmm. It's so hard, I feel like, especially now to grow on YouTube because all you have is your thumbnail and your title. And if if you're lucky enough for YouTube to, like, recommend you to someone, you know, um, TikTok, I find, does a better job at, like, throwing videos at people. So it's, yeah. like, from there, you know, the video's out. You just have to make sure, like, your first few seconds are really, like, attention-grabbing, right? which is still like tough to do sometimes. And I feel like sometimes the algorithm is just not in your favor because you make like such a good video and just at the time you post it, just like really mess yeah, it up. Yeah, it could totally know? mess it up. Yeah. yeah, like you could repost it a couple hours later and it would do like 10 times better. So it really depends. But with YouTube, I used to really struggle with this and I would, you know, really like look at the numbers and it would affect me because I would put like hours and hours and hours into one video for it to get a couple hundred views and I was like always so crushed so with TikTok it definitely was a little more motivating because one it wouldn't take me as long to do a video yeah and I was getting a lot more engagement from it um but I still have those days where like I feel like just these last few weeks like I feel like the algorithm has changed on TikTok because like my views are kind of all over the place yeah um and then, like, one video will do, like, crazy good, and another one will have, like, no views, and I'm just, like, so confused. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what's going on? But... Yeah, and one of the, um, one of the women that's on the Sephora squad, she actually put it in our group chat. She was like, I just had a met, I just had a meeting with TikTok, and they said that the algorithm is going to be changing soon. Before the year. Okay. So, so, I think that's what's kind of happening. Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Probably, I think yeah. they're testing out things right now. Mm-hmm. How I do want to ask you because um, I know you live in the states. How what are your opinions on the TikTok Creator Fund? Oh, it's because I don't have access to it here in Canada. You get like I think it's like two cents, two to five cents per one thousand view. Okay. So it's like it's it's nothing really. Like yeah, maybe on a, in a good month, like I get an extra fifty to a hundred dollars. And like, that's good pocket change, you know, oh, yeah. paper gas and coffees, paper food, yeah. you know, yeah, lots of coffees, lots of matcha, you know, um, <laughs> but in like, but like, to be real, it's not gonna, it's not gonna, yeah, like, it's not gonna be like a salary. And I, I think a lot of people who aren't in the content creator space kind of have a skewed view on this because they're like, well, that person got like 5 million views, they must be rich. And it's like, it's not how it works. You know? I had a I had a gifted collab get 8.9 million views. Didn't get paid for that collab. TikTok probably paid me like 20 bucks for it. And it was just the most frustrating thing ever because I did not think it was going to go that viral. Mm -hmm. And it did. Can I ask what video that was? Like, um, I did a was? gifted collab with Bondi Sands for their self tanner. Oh, yes, and, yes, yes. Yeah. With like their little song or whatever. And mm -hmm. I really didn't think it was going to perform that well. But I was like, it's a gifted collab. And like, I want to try out like self tanning. Mm -hmm. That was I think that was like my second or third time self tanning. 
Um, and it, it's really good. It's a really good product. I still use it, but, um, yeah, I was just like, what, like, are you kidding me? 8.9 million views and I didn't make anything from yeah. this. Oh my gosh. That's insane. Is that like your most viewed video? Yes. The gifted collab that wasn't <laughs> viral went viral. That's interesting. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's crazy. Like you, I feel like you can tell when a video is about to like really like hit the millions because it just yeah. like all of a sudden it just the like, notifications just roll in and you're yeah. just like wait whoa like what's, what's happening here like it's just yeah. a constant yeah no exactly it's so interesting um yeah and I feel like sometimes it's the videos like sometimes you have a feeling with like a video you're like this is gonna do well but other yeah. times it's like you just post it like I remember uh, when I first started TikTok I got those like tinted like lip things that are like the q-tips that you like break oh yeah 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 and I did a video on it, and, like, I couldn't break it properly. Like, the ones I got <laughs> were definitely, like, defective or something, and I couldn't break it properly. So uh -huh. all, because of that, all the comments were like, you're doing it wrong, you're doing it wrong. So because, like, everyone was commenting that, the video got, like, millions and millions of views. Yeah. And then I just kept, like, replying, and I bought, like, I think, like, three different kinds, and I kept trying it in different ways. People were telling me to, like, use scissors. People were telling me to use the other end, like, a bunch of things. So I just kept, like, replying, like, with videos of trying different things, trying different brands. So I think, like, all those videos did so well. And it was just, like, on this random, like, I probably made those companies so much money because <laughs> yeah. I was literally advertising their product. But, like, yeah. I bought it off Amazon with mm -hmm. my own, like, money. And it's just interesting, like, sometimes, like, that video, like, I had no intention for that to, like, go yeah. viral. But, like, it it just did, I guess. So mm -hmm. sometimes, like, the randomest things just really pop off and it's annoying it's annoying but you're just like you know what whatever like i got the views i got the traction you know yeah. i got the exposure yeah hopefully i can like push like because then people like go back onto your page and yeah. i think that's the frustrating thing too because like you put so much work into a video and like your content and then once it's out it's like completely out of your hands and like yep. i don't know if you struggle with this but like for me like i like to be in control of like when it comes to like group projects like i often like to lead and stuff right so like it's kind of weird because it's like it's out there and it's like well I can't do anything now you yeah, know like I can't make people comment more I can't make people like it so it's just yeah. like oh like I hope you guys like me like <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and it's like I always find I get a little stressed like watching all those like how to grow on TikTok videos and like what like change about the algorithm like what you should be doing like in 2023 and I'm just like you know it's like how many notes can you even take because like at the end of the day I find just like some of the videos where I'm literally just like talking about nothing or like just talking about my day and mm -hmm. doing my makeup like those are the videos people connect most with and there's no like strategy to them no you know? it's just it's just luck like I remember um I would do get ready with me is like to go out to sushi with my boyfriend how many views does that have I think it has like 1.4 million or like 2 million or something like that and I'm like literally just talking about going to get sushi like with yeah. my boyfriend like what what is so special about that you know and I, I think a lot of my get ready with me is when I styled it like that, they would gain a lot of traction. Like, I think some of them are up to a million views now. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, it's just crazy. The it's random really strange. Like, yeah. yeah. And do you find, cause I find like on my get ready with me videos, um, one, they feel like very like authentic and natural. And I think that's what people gravitate towards. But do you think like not having clear skin has like given you an advantage to like getting more people to watch your video and more people to like engage it is interesting that you say that because i was about to say like 
showing people how we cover up our acne also gains traction because they're like, okay, well, her face looks like this. How is the makeup going to turn out at the end of this video? Show me, like, show me. Curious, yeah, exactly. So I definitely think, and this brings up another good point. I definitely think that when I had more acne, my views were getting my views were like really high but I think it's because I had all this acne on my face and people wanted to see what I was doing to cover it up and now that my face is clearing up um I feel like I feel like people don't I don't know like it's not that I'm not relatable anymore but it's just like I don't have that it's less extreme yeah less in your face yeah yeah in your face like I totally agree yeah exactly and it's like well am I uninteresting because I am (laughs) feeling my acne like that doesn't that doesn't make sense and I like I even had this intrusive thought one time I was like what if I just stop doing what I'm doing just let my acne go rancid again and then like get my views up like I really had like that intrusive thought and I was just like Angelina you're stupid for even thinking about that yeah. but it's just, like it's true like it's kind of like when you're in a desperate situation it's like well my views are down and is it because I'm getting like my skin is clearing up and like obviously when you have acne it's it doesn't stay at bay forever like you still have like the scars and stuff like that and the lighting is deceiving and all that stuff so my uh you know your skin looks better on camera you know especially with the lighting and stuff but yeah I'm just like do you guys not like me anymore because my acne is clearing up like I don't I don't understand I totally feel that and it definitely feels like do people just like literally watch me for how my skin looks but I you know I try to like get out of that mindset because it's like I was making content like pre like this like huge flare-up that I got this year and like now after you know healing it up so it's like I'll like I'll it's it's still like I'm not going to lose, like, this whole art of content creating just because of this, you know? And the thing is, like, when I started, like, flaring up so bad, I was very, like, unmotivated to do my makeup, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, like, I felt like I lost the whole part of content that I usually was making that I felt like I couldn't do anymore. So it's, like, you know, you always come up with something different and, like, it's so dynamic and it changes so much. But, um, yeah, you're definitely right. Like, it definitely caught people's attention because I remember, like, this one video went so viral when my skin was like super flared up and like the acne hadn't spread like all over my forehead yet but it was so inflamed like you could see like one side of my face was like so much more puffy and it was like a pool party get ready with me and I did like a super lightweight makeup where people were telling me in the comments like you literally made your acne look like freckles like what the heck so I think like videos like that people just as you said like they want to see like what the heck you're gonna do and how you're gonna apply your makeup and I think it makes it more unique in a way um for the viewer than like a typical makeup video that you see on like perfectly clear skin you know and I think with that like in a way I was gonna ask you this too as well like in some ways like not just like with your content but like do you feel on some days that you're like grateful that you didn't like grow up with clear skin yeah I I think I saw um I think I think I saw your video when you were talking about that too um yeah, I I think I I I really am grateful that I didn't grow up with clear skin because I feel like I have such a different outlook. Like it it sounds like weird, but I just feel like I have a different outlook um on on life basically and like I have I have a very unique like self-esteem, you know? Mm-hmm. And I definitely think having acne like humbles you. It mm-hmm. definitely humbles you. 
And um, it just, and it shows you like a different way of looking at other people too. Mm -hmm. Cause it's like, you don't point out like somebody that has clear skin and has been just exposed to clear skin, you know, they automatically look for that in another person. But like yeah. with acne, it's like, you don't even care what their skin looks like. You don't no. care. You know, you don't care because you know what it feels like to have something that you can't change, you yes. know? So I feel like that's a big thing. Um, just like very, it gave me a lot of self acceptance and like mm -hmm. a lot of self confidence having acne, which is weird. And you wouldn't think that somebody with acne would say that, but yeah, I did. And it definitely gave me a tougher skin, a tougher skin for sure. No, I totally agree. And I think like, I think back to when I was like on birth control and my skin was like perfectly here. Every time I get like one pimple, it was like end of the world. You know, like I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm breaking out again. Whereas like, I look back at those videos and I'm like, girl, what the hell were you complaining about? You know? Yeah. So it's mm -hmm. like, you definitely learn that it's like such like, you know, a little thing that doesn't really matter as much and you definitely learn how to like have a better attitude and be more confident which I think is definitely important and like I'm sure you're getting to help a lot of people like with your platform like you post amazing content super like you know you just like it's not even just about like spreading like positivity but it's just like normalizing it and just showing people like your skin doesn't have to be like perfectly smooth you know and like you can still like have fun with beauty and like do makeup and use skincare and like mm -hmm. have a good time with it and not have perfectly clear skin I think that's what's super important and just like making it like less like drawing attention to it and just making it like a part of like normal like yeah. which is super important because not every makeup tutorial needs to be like oh how I cover up my acne like it's like no here's how like, I did my makeup on yeah my acne. like this yeah. is just how I like get ready with me this is how I do my makeup yeah. like it has nothing to do with me covering on my pimples, whatever. And um, I had been following you for a while. And I was like, wow, this is the girl that I needed when I was growing up, like on YouTube, like um, just, you know, your skincare videos, your makeup videos, because you you talked about acne in such like a positive way. It actually mm -hmm. shifted my perception like of my own face. Like, I was oh like, goodness. wow, like, she is so confident in her, in, like, in her face. Like, I need to be like that, too, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, it, she's saying it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, it oh. doesn't matter what's on my face. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, no, really. I was like, I see this beautiful woman, like, just enjoying skincare and makeup, not even acknowledging her acne. Like, she's just, you know, she's just doing her thing. And, you know, and it just made me feel, like, normal, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Like, normal and like accepted if that makes sense no I appreciate that so much that's that's so kind of you and like honestly that's how I feel like when I watch your content as well and I think it's really interesting like through social media I've been able to like connect with people like you as well who make like not only similar content to the content I make but also has like similar skin and it's like I never saw people around me like that in my life so now that I have like all these like internet friends where I can like feel that and be motivated and like you know, influenced in, like, a good way by, like, all these people I see online. It's, like, it's really interesting. And I think that's the best part about, like, social media is, like, you get to find people that are, like, similar to you. Um, mm -hmm. I did want to ask, kind of going back to the content, I do want to ask before we wrap up here a few things. Um, first of all, what was your favorite video that you filmed this year? My like, 2022? 
if you have one because i know you make a lot of great videos so yeah i feel oh god okay um let's see let's see honestly i feel like i feel like my christmas series that i had going on i feel like i had the most fun like with my makeup like i didn't like i was just rolling mm -hmm. i was just rolling i was like you know we're gonna put green eyeshadow on mm -hmm. and see if it works like it was very much like i need to step out of my comfort zone and mm -hmm. i need to have fun with my makeup because i was in a rut so i feel like all of the videos in my christmas series were, mm -hmm. were my favorite because i was just playing with makeup and just letting the creativity run wild and I, I really liked playing with makeup in that way. And it kind of yeah. made me like, you know, have a stronger relationship with like how I view makeup and how I use it as well. No, I love that. I love that series you did. And it honestly reminded me not only of like 2016 YouTube with just like having fun with makeup looks and like all the Christmas looks, but also kind of like vlogmas because it was like something like every day I looked forward to see like what you came up with that day, you know? Yeah. And it kind of like made me think too, like, gosh, maybe I shouldn't do like brown eyeshadow all the time. Cause I used to play with color so much and I feel like now I'm not really as much like as adventurous in my makeup. So it definitely like kind of reminded me to like bring out my colorful palettes a bit more. Mm -hmm. And I guess I want to ask you, what was your favorite brand collab that you did in 2022? Oh, that's, that's a good one. Um, I feel like my favorite brand collab would have to be, I think, Giorgio Armani for like okay. their holiday. Um, I had fun filming that content, first of all. Second of all, they gave me like creative freedom. Like I was like, hey, I, I want to do it. Get ready with me. And like, I know that the Armani Foundation is loved by so many and mm -hmm. it's like acne friendly and stuff like that. And like I said in the video um, that I made, I got to share a little bit of why I took the campaign because I'm mm -hmm. like, I don't see acne prone people in these luxurious ads. So how like how cool is it for me to like have acne and like be able to use like a luxurious product and yeah. it's made to be safe for my skin too, you know, because I feel like you can compromise your skin when trying to you know, go into the, the luxurious makeup realm because there's For a lot sure. of fragrance, a lot of things like that. So. Yeah. No, I remember seeing that that content you put out and it was so cool. And that foundation looks so, so nice on your skin. So oh, good. <laughs> it was uh, it was definitely a really great collab to see. And I think you're totally right. Like seeing more of these like luxe brands kind of, you know, go away from like the filtered Photoshop skin is so so great to see um and i guess following up on that what is a brand collab you want to do in 2023 and it could be anything yeah whatever a brand collab that i want to do honestly if i were to do like something with house labs i never shut up about this foundation <laughs> it's so good if you have not tried it you need to get your i have not tried it, it. But it, I think I've you, been influenced. It's, it's literally like, it's the best foundation of 2022. Like, okay. that's it. That's, okay, I need yeah. to go buy that like, right now then. Yeah, everybody's talking about the Makeup Armaro one and how like that one is the new favorite. No, this is the best foundation okay. of 2022. Hands okay, down. Well, so I know what I I'm doing do, right after this video. <laughs> yeah, if I were to do a collab with House Labs, oh my God, like I, I would literally die. I've mm -hmm. loved Lady Gaga since I was little. Like, oh my God. It would just be a dream. No, that would be so cool. That can happen one day. I I believe it can. Well, hopefully, hopefully it does. I'm I'm manifesting that for you because that would be yep. so so cool for 2023. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I know you've seen some of my videos, so of course I have to ask you. Um, it could be from this last week or just like 
in the, you know, recent times here, what is one thing that you have really been loving about your skin lately? Um, well, I got a vitamin A chemical peel. I like, saw that. Super yeah, cool. like two weeks ago now. Um, and I just feel like, I just feel like my skin is just looks so much better, like mm -hmm. texture wise. And like with my post-inflammatory erythema, like I feel like it's just faded a lot. So I feel like just seeing my skin glow more, like I feel like I'm just a lot happier now, generally like in life. Um, so I feel like just seeing my skin glow and, you know, kind of watching it heal itself is just like, I've just been, I've been loving that. No, I love that. I'm like, just like looking on you here on the, on the computer, like you look so glowy. I was going to say like, I've been yeah. staring at how glowy your skin has looked this whole time. And then I guess, you know, um, since, you know, like I'm all about kind of encouraging people to even on the bad skin days to kind of pick yourself up from them. Um, what is something, or if you want to share like with the listeners, if there's anything you were kind of more down about your skin or like anything in general and what you did to kind of pick yourself back up and kind of take yourself out of that negative space. Um, I remember when my acne was super bad, like, I feel like all I saw on my social media was just clear skin, like mm -hmm. all the time, constantly, I didn't have anybody that looked like me. So that just made me feel like, well, what's wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? Like, I'm using the same products as this person and my skin's still not clearing up. So I feel like and I and I feel like nowadays, like people need to kind of cleanse their social media and put mm -hmm. people who look like you on your social media pages, because I feel like that's made the biggest difference in me is like, I'm I'm Mexican American, like I have acne and like, um, just like a whole bunch of other things. Like, I just want people who look like me and um, have gone through the same things as me, I want to support them. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if you are struggling with acne right now and you consume social media, you need to cleanse your social media following. Cause I know that social media can be very detrimental to your mental health and your skin health and everything that has to do with you. So I feel like that was the biggest thing that I did in 2022 is I just started watching um, and supporting content creators who looked like me and had like similar background as me. I love that. I feel like that needs to be like written on a quote, like, <laughs> fo like follow people who look at like you. Follow people who look like you on social media. I think that's so important. And yeah, like you can't, you know, people always say like, don't compare like apples to oranges, you know, like, I mean, you shouldn't, you should try not to compare yourself to anyone on social media, but it's definitely makes it a lot easier if you're seeing people who look like you and you're seeing those similarities and you can just relate to someone and feel like you have a community around you. So no, I love that. And um, I think that's so, so important. I know I used to get in that really toxic mindset with social media. Um, and just like, yeah, it, it's crazy how much like kind of pressure we put on ourselves to look a certain way. And I know um, yes, yes. I'll kind of share like my kind of top and, you know, mm -hmm. bad skin day moment. So like mm -hmm. recently, like I feel like I've kind of been, you know, getting somewhere with my skin, like in terms of like the hormonal supplements I've been taking, mm -hmm. like nettle and spearmint and stuff to kind of help. And I was like, yes, I'm finally like, my acne is getting so much better. And these past few days, like over the holidays, like I've gotten some like really bad, like, you know, the, the, the lovely painful cysts like yeah. around here. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? Like, I feel like, you know, kind of just that like discouragement. It's like and, you're defeated. Yes. Of just like, 
another thing didn't work, you know? And then I, I kind of took a step back and I was like, why am I being so hard on myself? Like, it was just the holidays, you know, I wasn't exercising. I was eating, like, so many sweets and sweets Yeah. always, like, triggered my acne. You know, I was, you know, just, like, chilling, right? So it's, like, fine. And I know these are going to go down in, like, the next few weeks. So I just had to, like, take a step back and not be so hard on myself. And I think that's um, definitely something we tend to do, especially, like, Oh, yeah. around the holidays with the New Year and stuff. And, but it's all good. All skin heals eventually. So <laughs> just been using lots of pimple patches. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like we could talk forever. <laughs> but <laughs> I know. we've been recording for a while here. Is there any last few things you want to kind of mention? Any words of wisdom for any of the listeners um, in terms of, like, content or, like, skin positivity, literally anything? Going back to what I was saying, like make 2023 the year that you cleanse your social media, make sure you're following people who look like you, people who are like acne positive and stuff like that, because I just know that that was one of the biggest things and one of the simplest changes that Mm -hmm. I could make. And, um, you know, acne is very complex. So if you have to try anything, anything and everything to like get a solution, Try it and see like what works best for you. Don't be pressured by, you know, don't be pressured by other people on social media where it's like, you need this, like you need this Yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and Yeah, I think everyone's just different. be a critical thinker and a critical shopper in 2023, because I know I I spent a lot of money in 2022 and a lot of products didn't work for me. So I I definitely am going into 2023 with like a more critical thinking mindset when it comes to like, Um, even um, brand deals and stuff like Mm that, hmm like, you know, like not taking just anything. And I don't do that anyway, but, you know, just to be more critical on, because um, I, I took a brand deal and like my, my skin just reacted completely horribly to their products and they were very nice about it. But, you know, I, I shouldn't have taken that collab because mm I kind of knew that it wasn't gonna end well, -hmm. but Yeah. um, just think more critically and, Just try to surround yourself with as much acne positivity as you can. No, I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on Loud Talk with Lavi, and I had so much fun talking to you about the, all these topics because I feel like we can relate on so many things. Um, and Alina, thank you so much. And could you please tell the listeners where they can find your amazing content? Guys, if you're looking for like literally FaceTiming your bestie type content, like just feel good content that you can just get ready with while you're watching your content, this is definitely a page you want to follow. So yeah, just let us know where we can find you. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so honored and I'm so excited for your podcast to come out. I'm literally going to listen every time you upload. Just, just know that. Um, Thank you. my TikTok is at Angelina M. Rivera. My Instagram is also at Angelina M. Rivera and my YouTube is linked on both of those accounts. So you'll Awesome. be able to find like all my social media links like there. Perfect. And if you guys are watching the YouTube version, I will have all her social media obviously linked in the description. But if you're tuning in on Spotify or Apple or any other podcast streaming service, uh, make sure to go check out the YouTube version because we do record the visual version as well. And um, make sure to go follow Angelina. I assure you, you will love her content. But yeah, that's it for this episode. Episode two, officially of Loud Talk with Lavi. Thank you, Angelina, again for joining me. Um, I think that's all. I think we can wrap it up. We'll definitely have to maybe film a part two because we have so much to talk Yes. about. <laughs> like we could talk about things forever in terms of like Anything content and creating. everything forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Hope you had fun. And yeah, that's it for this episode, guys. Make sure to watch the YouTube version, follow Angelina on all her social media, and I'll talk to you guys in the next episode of Love Talk Flabby. Bye, everyone.